Hey everybody, welcome to another installment of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Actually, our first show of the week, as we did not have an episode of Garbage Time to start the week. We do apologize about that, but never fear, we are here. I am Tim Daniel. Joining me this week is Mr. Sean Mackey. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Basketball season is almost over. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how a lot of us feel. I, I love it, but like, I want to get to the off season. Yeah. Is that weird? Is that is that bad for me to say that? Because we're in the middle of the NBA Finals. This is what we, we wait for the whole year. And now it's here, and I'm just like, God, the draft's in three weeks. Woohoo! Yeah, I know. And July 1st is coming, and... Yeah, especially with this off season with a lot of hype coming up to it. So yeah, a lot of good things coming. Yeah. So in case you haven't noticed, so we have not introduced Alex Derrickson. He is not on the show this week. He is um, being ready to move. As I can relate from doing this recently, that's a terrible, terrible time, but it's so worth it. So Alex is preparing for the home move. Um, so he will not be with us this week, but that's all right. So Sean and I are here. Um, let's go ahead and get you catch up everything on 48minutesnetwork.com where you can check out all of our episodes. If you are a podcast subscriber, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play where you can check out 48 Minutes and Garbage Time all in the same RSS feed. Court Stormers was canceled for the time being, so unfortunately you will not be able to find the Court Stormers episodes anywhere, but we are planning on relaunching that with our college basketball stuff this year. So if you are a Court Stormers listener, don't worry, it's coming back. We'll be here. Like MJ and the four five, it's Shout getting out. it's getting rebooted. Yeah, like yeah. the Power Rangers are going to again. Yeah, like Roseanne, except for not racist. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so let's talk, man. So we are doing this ahead of Game Three, uh, which uh, the series is going back to Cleveland for the third year in a row. Golden State's up two zero going to Cleveland. Um, obviously, two mixed results how the series ends, but. Game one, uh, we, but we've talked about this a lot, obviously, in text. The Cavs played as well as they could have. They had chances to win it. There was the J.R. Smith blunder after the George Hill free throw, which led to overtime, which led to the Warriors going off in overtime. Um, and then game two, I know the Warriors led the whole game, but Cleveland played, and they were in it until Steph went off in the fourth quarter. So, Sean, I know a lot of people are ho-hum on the Cavs right now. They're down 2-0. They're like, kind of like when you listen to like news talk radio, it's, Oh, well, this is what we expected. We knew they couldn't hang. And not that that's incorrect, but I'm actually really impressed with how they've played so far. I know they're down 2-0, but like we said, they had game one in their hands quite a few times, so they could have like gone away with it. Um, LeBron was out of his, night, his mind that night, as always. Uh, they're getting like a lot of nice games. They have one from George Hill in game one. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. has been a good piece of it for them off the bench in the series. But that's about it. Uh, Kevin Love played well in game one, not so much game two. And then um, game two, like I said, it was it was like a five six point game. And then Steph Curry has that crazy stretch where he knocks down nine uh, all those three pointers to break Ray Allen's record for most three point field goals made in the finals. So we're looking at this now once again with the Warriors up two games to none for the third year in a row. Um, I said that I thought the Warriors were going to sweep. I still stand by the fact I think they'll sweep. But I thought this would look more like a destruction sweep more than it does the 07 finals where, yeah, the Cavs lost 4 nothing to the Spurs, but they lost by one game they lost by one, one game they lost by three. I think the most they lost by was 11. Granted, they lost this game by 22. But again, that's because Curry had one of his hot streaks. So what are you taking from these NBA finals so far? I mean, there's no surprise on my end at least, but maybe the surprise I have is that Cleveland has been able to hang for the most part. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. Cleveland, uh, they're not particularly playing terrible. And I know we keep going back to the game one, JR, blunder, but why aren't we talking about George Hill missing that free throw, man? I mentioned it. We could we let's let's talk about that. An eighty one percent free throw shooter with a chance to give them a one point lead with four seconds to go, and the Warriors have one timeout. It's literally the most important free throw of his entire career. Yep. Easily. And I bet he's, like, breathing a sigh of relief that JR did something that totally took the attention off of him. And not only that, not only that, another thing that, you know, has gotten brought up over the last couple of days was, you know, the reaction of LeBron finding that there's a timeout. Oh my god, yeah. Which just kind of shows you what kind of a coach Ty Lu is. Mm-hmm. He's not a coach. I mean, the year that the the Cavs won the title and they fired David Blatt, they had the number one seed in the East at the time of 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 you know the 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 firing. So they would have probably made it to the NBA Finals regardless of any circumstance that year. I always feel like the coaches for LeBron have been pretty interchangeable. Yeah. It, sh- it shouldn't be that way. I mean, if he was actually playing for, a, you know, a Phil Jackson or a Greg Popovich or, you know, a Steve Kerr, I think it would be different. But I always feel like, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and say Eric Spolster's a damn good coach. Oh, for sure. And, He's, it, and we, we, I mean, I wasn't sure about that in the beginning. I don't think anybody was. But... Besides him, I I've never been very impressed with any of his coaches. <laughs> I, and we, we've talked about this on the show. Yeah. So so the Paul Silas's and the Mike Browns and the oh god Mike Brown oh oh it's terrible. But he's an assistant on Golden State now. So and you know which is it's funny he's he's you know winning some titles over there. So that's great for him. But I don't know, man. I I feel like they. The game one thing is going to always come back and haunt them, but I don't know if it's a series changer even if they win. I think it is because if they had been able to split going into Cleveland, that's a huge, huge difference between being down 0-2. Being 1-1 with two straight games on your court, you know, if you split there, you're still alive. If you win both of them, you obviously have a 3-1 lead, which obviously, but I don't expect them to do that by any means. But um, I think it plays a huge difference, honestly, man. What do you What do you think the chances are of the Cavs tying it up in Cleveland? Um, the chances that you and I sign Max deals in, on July first. Max deals with what? NBA contracts. NBA contracts, not yeah, that, like not yeah. like Lee's famous recipe fried chicken or no no anything anything like, like that. NBA contracts. Maybe maybe I'll get a shoe deal like, bef- get a- before they tie the series up. I you know I I don't know, man. I think I I I'm not gonna discount. I I think Cleveland wins one of these games. I don't. And I think they need to win the next one. The next one is a must win. Oh, and no one, <laughs> no one's ever come back from three zero. So they have to win this next game, and I, I have a feeling that Cleveland's going to win this one. Um, not sure about game four though. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see Golden State just letting them have game three just so they can win in Golden State. 
Yeah, that's a that's a very Golden State move. It's it's a it's a GSW dick move, yeah. and I <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but I think it's true. Like I could just see them going, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's cool. We can win at home. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think you're wrong at all because in the in the three so, in the three so far, um, Golden State won in Cleveland, Cleveland won in Golden State, and then Golden State finally won in Golden State last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that's a possibility. Let's talk about one other thing real quick in this series that is just terrible. And I'm not trying to say this is a reason that Cleveland's lost the two games, but besides their usage of timeouts, obviously, which is atrocious. <laughs> um, this officiating is awful. So one play in particular that everyone's talking about, obviously, is the outlet pass that Love throws to LeBron, where LeBron is jumping over Clay and Steph to grab the ball he comes down, loses the ball where Steph like basically falls on him. He acts, he has his leg up in an attempt to looks like I don't think he intently meant to trip him. I'm not going to play that card, but his leg is up to where LeBron could easily trip. But the ball goes out of bounds, and Steph Curry gets free throws for a technical foul when definitely LeBron had no no room to land. That's one. Um, yeah, I mean that one in particular. I mean, in a situation like that, I almost feel like he just kind of let him play play on a little bit just because it's so inadvertent but i don't know i mean that i feel like that call could have went either way honestly no it's a bad call you think it's a bad call it's a terrible call if your leg is up to where you're basically tripping a person yeah that's a foul that's that's how that goes that's common basketball knowledge I don't. I feel like they change the rules all the time, man. I. I don't know. I just. I. I. Because it's funny. Because the commentators go back and forth about these calls all the time too. Like they're also baffled about what the rules are. So I mean, I don't know. It's. It's such a. It. I don't know. It was such a weird moment. Anyway, I almost. I, I feel like both of them should have just kind of been able to play on with no call. I think that would have been better. Just let him kind of wrestle over catching the ball and who cares what happens after that? I mean, it's inadvertent anyway. So. There's there's that one. Then there's game one. There's the LeBron charge slash block where he's four feet out of the neutral zone, uh, the uh, legal area, but yet it's still called a uh, charge on him after it was called a blocking. It's some stupid shit. Like that's a terrible call. Yeah. That, that one, that changed, ga- that changed game one. <laughs> I mean, can I can I read off a a a Tim Daniel quote from the other nights, which is you know I I love talking to you during Golden State Cavs games because you're the most bitter person I've ever met in my <laughs> life. But you <laughs> you <laughs> I want I'm trying to find this text really quick. Hold on, hold on, because this is, I think this is going to be my all-time favorite Tim quote. <laughs> Here we go, hold on, hold on. Better than what I had the concert the other night, when I said this is like, when, uh, when this is like when um, so-and-so went crazy, when Joaquin Phoenix went crazy? Yes, yeah, no, no, that's not the one, it's, it's, if Steph Curry wasn't the greatest shooter of all time, he'd be on a bench someplace. <laughs> it's true! Well, that's, that could be the same. It <laughs> could be said about, well, if LeBron wasn't the best player in basketball history, he'd be on the bench someplace. That's not the case, because LeBron <laughs> can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound, he can play defense. All Steph can do is just shoot from 75 feet. I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. That's very true. He's not a very good defender. I don't understand why people say he is, because he always gets... He is pointed out 
on game plans to attack. I, and I understand that, but I think he's a good playmaker. He is a point guard. He's a good playmaker. He's not terrible at rebounding the ball for his size. No, he's is, not. I'll give you that. So, so I, you know, he. You got to keep in mind this guy's. You know, what is he? Six feet tall. Six one. He's tiny compared to the other guys. I mean, he's got to. He's got to do. What he can do. And oh, man, what... here comes the Steph Curry defense. He's the greatest thing to walk the earth. <laughs> See, there it is. There it is again. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we'll, we'll skip over that. But <laughs> How does that guy put his jeans on, Jesus? I, I... <laughs> Anyways, so uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on a little bit. Um... You want to talk about the uh, the uh, the presidency a little bit and how the uh, <laughs> the current United States president is is basically rescinded any sort of any sort of uh, invitation from a sports team to the White House this year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is. And 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 what did LeBron have to say about that? So the fact that we have a true leader of this game in LeBron James, someone who actually cares about the sport, not tries to ruin it. Spoke out, obviously, about Donald Trump rescinding the vote of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champions, to go to the White House for the traditional visit, uh, which obviously started last year. The Warriors didn't go when they won last year, which was, like, the only cool thing they've ever done. Um, So LeBron comes out and says, winning the title is more prestigious than visiting the White House, especially with with Donald Trump there, paraphrasing. And then he goes on to say that... No matter who wins, whether it be Cleveland or Golden State, neither team is going to visit. Which then Steph Curry comes out and says, yeah, actually, I agree. Um, we, 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 did, we, said we did it last year, we didn't go, so why would we go this year? And I think that's awesome. Because, you know, like we've never shied away from when we had to talk about the president on this show. Whether it be LeBron, shut up and drivel, or this, or anything. Um, he sucks. Really bad. I don't think that's a shock to anybody. So... Yeah, I don't. I, I just. <laughs> I. I mean, I think it's great that so many players and coaches alike are united on that. I think that's that's huge for the NBA. Um, I'm glad the commissioner's not jumping into it because I don't think that's his place. But I. I think it. I. I think it's awesome that they're in a league where you know. Um. Being able to be vocal about you know social causes and everything is is important, you know, and they they realize that and they're not going to suppress it by any by any stretch. So I think that's I think that's really cool that you know you know two teams that can you know be at each other's heels most of the time can just be like yeah that's kind of one thing we agree on. Yeah, I know for two teams that have been fighting forever, it feels like. Yeah, four. This has been a four four year just knockout fight, man. It's been it's been going on forever. It's probably going to be the last year we ever. Probably, I I don't know. I would say there won't be a year five. You will say there won't be a year five. Okay, so yeah, I think was you know for I, the I, for the NBA's sake, right? That uh, I don't know. Maybe the officials will find a way to make it five in a row. Maybe Cleveland will be a lottery team because LeBron will leave and go to Houston next year. But um, I don't know. I don't know. 
See, see there's, there's a theory I have about this. We're going to get to that, okay. I know. Uh, well, let's just get to it. What are, what are we... What are we... We're talking more bad about Donald Trump. How often do we get to do that? Well, you know, we are—we already went through that. Okay, we already went through that. That's—that's—that's that's, that's solid. I mean, there's nothing else to say. But, but there is a lot to say about the off season. A lot. Okay. So. Now, okay. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it comes out today that cl- the Houston Rockets slash should be San Antonio Spurs point guard Chris Paul has said that he will accept nothing less than the max. There is no option on his contract this year since he opted in on the signing trade, so he is flat out open for free agency. His best friend, well, should say, one of his best friends slash the godfather of his child, and he's also the godfather of this man's children by the name of LeBron James, has the opportunity to opt out and go into free agency this year. Something I, we all know, is very much going to happen. There is no denial of it. So, Sean, everyone seems to think this is leading to Houston. And, you know, I think that that's fair. But my conspiracy theory is this. What do we always, always knock Chris Paul for? Not making the finals, right? Correct. Right, okay. And a lot of these, like, and LeBron James, it's, as he, correct me if I'm wrong, has he not gone into free agency and teamed up with his buddies to make a deal happen before? He has. Okay. All right. I don't know if you're picking up on this or not yet. And then, don't, doesn't Cleveland have some contracts that are somewhat movable with an eighth pick? Like, say you combine Kevin Love and move him, and that clears your board about $20 million? Yeah, yeah. Who's to say that it can't happen where he's going to have an easier road in the East if those two get together in Cleveland more than Houston? I mean, I mean it does make sense. It makes more sense than him going to Houston because there's a lot of hurdles they're going to have to go through to get him in a Houston Rockets uniform right now. Cleveland will too because they would have to move JR's contract and Tristan Thompson's contract too. But I, I just I, I I don't know, man. I just don't. I think LeBron's just kind of had it, man, with that team. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, convincing CP3 to leave Houston would devastate Houston. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, you know, and it's not something we're not we're not talking about it enough. Like you said, he is a unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So, he can go wherever he wants and everyone's just been assuming that he'll go to Houston. Much like they assumed he would stay with the Clippers last year. Yes. And uh I don't know, man. I I'm going to say this and uh and I mean it. I don't think CP3 is worth the max right now. Um, I think he is if you sign, like, a two-year max, but a full four-year, no yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, I would I would pay him the max maybe two, but that's it, man. I mean, it's just, I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. You don't trust his health. I don't trust his health, exactly. I don't, and why Why should I? Um, I mean, he, well, no, he did miss some time in the regular season this year, but I'll say he was, I, I hear you, um... Uh, he's one of my favorite players ever, so I just want to see him have an opportunity to be to do well. Oh, as do I, as do I. Yeah. I mean, he's my my team point guard, for God's sakes. Well, thank God. Yeah, I know. Because he is the point god. He is. He is. Um, I don't know. I think this LeBron to Houston stuff uh, is... I don't know. I just... With all the hurdles they're going to have to do to, to get them together... 
Yeah, you're you're probably right. It, I mean, it would be much easier for LeBron to get to the finals again in Cleveland if he brought some other guys there, but they got to move a lot. Yeah, I think too. Because um, I've I've said I think the most likely scenario is that if he stays, he's going to sign a one year, um, like he's done in the past. Like he did his first year, he went back. He'll sign a one year, and he'll kind of be like, okay, this is your chance to make up for this shitty season for giving me a point guard with a with a terrible hip, and then moving said point guard for, you know, all the terrible, terrible decisions they made. For, honestly, what's turning out to be, I know they're in the finals, but those deals at the deadline are basically a bust. Um, George, yeah. Yeah, George Hill's played, like, a solid role for them, minus the missed free throw, and Larry Nance has been a good bench player, but the fact that Rodney Hood's not even in the rotation, when, man, could they really use a tall shooting guard that could hit some buckets in this series, maybe against the Warriors? I don't mean, know. Mean, I think they already have that in J.R. Smith, though. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The fact that Jordan Clarkson is getting minutes, and he's so bad, and Jose Calderon is not, drives, I, drives my skull insane. I, know, I like, I know I like Jordan Clarkson everywhere but on the Cavs. Dude, I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's a good system for him, at all. He just got thrown into it, and he's like, "I'm the best. Get out of my way." <laughs> yeah, and he looks terrible. He does look bad. This has definitely hurt his uh, his stock. Yeah, and the Cavs have that contract for another year. Well, he he'll be moved. I I mean I don't I don't know what's going to happen this off season, but the whole going to the Rockets thing, I think, is just. At this point, I think it's kind of a pipe dream because you're gonna part of part of the Rockets' success this last year has been Clint Capella. I mean, of course they could wait until they somehow sign CP3 and LeBron and then bring him back. You know, using Bird and go over the you know give him the max because of Bird rights. But I just don't think that he's. Uh, I don't know. I think Clint Capella is going to get paid this summer. Oh, he most definitely is going to. And get he paid should. This and he should because you never know. This might be his only big contract ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, I, I think I think he should go out and try to get whatever he can, if even if it means leaving the team he's in, he's on. So um, I don't know. It's we we talk about this week after week after week. What the hell is going to happen in July? And I just don't know. We but, don't. No one but does. Your, but your but your theory about CP3 possibly going uh, to the Cavs is interesting. Um, and I'm not saying it's likely, but yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, but I honestly, I mean, it seems way easier than anything else. I mean, unless CP3 goes to the Lakers. Yeah, but, but they're not going to move Lonzo for him. Not he now. Could be, he could be backup, man. He could be backup. Oh please, he could. That's not going to happen. Be a hell of a backup point guard. Yeah. Hey, let me let me tell you something. He's he's a rookie. He was a rookie this year. He had kind of a rough rookie campaign. I think to he's say the be least. Just fine. I really do. But could you imagine him learning from CP3 for a year? Yeah, but Chris Paul will never, ever, ever, ever be content with being a backup. I mean, let's be realistic here. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying Chris Paul would be the backup. I'm saying Lonzo Ball would be the backup. I highly doubt. Oh god! Can you imagine the Levar Ball press if Lonzo Ball's a backup point guard? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You block out that noise and you say, "Who cares?" I mean, that's they've always never gonna... done that. But it doesn't even matter, though. No, nothing, nothing that that guy says matters. 
So that's the other thing. If if LeBron goes to LA, at some point Lonzo Ball will be moved because there's no way he'll deal with Levar Ball. You know, I don't, I don't totally buy that. I don't buy. You know, I, I mean, he's going to come out and say ridiculous statements like Lonzo is better now than than LeBron was when he was a rookie. You know, he'll he'll say some outlandish crap and basically he'll end up. LeBron will end up silencing everything. Just because he's LeBron, so they're not going to put up with any crap if he goes there. I know it's not going to happen, but I I don't know. Plus, I think seeing CP3 finally in a Lakers jersey would be hilarious. Yeah, because if you think about the four teams that are really mentioned the most with LeBron, um, obviously Cleveland, you know, because that's where he's from. LA has been the talk of the town. Uh, Philly and Houston, like there's a lot of hurdles there. So Houston's obviously. Can you move the contracts to get them? Um, yeah. Philly is. How are him and Ben Simmons going to play together? You know, Cleveland. And, and, and is Embiid going to stay healthy? Right, yeah, exactly. That's another huge thing right there. Yeah, you're probably going to have to move Dario Sarge to get LeBron, which obviously anyone would do. There's no doubt about it. I uh, just I, I just don't see LeBron going to the 76ers. I just don't. I don't know no, what it is. I, I just don't, don't see him because, strictly because wanting I don't think his... him and Ben Simmons would be able to work. Because one of those guys will have to play off the ball. And it would have to be LeBron, and I still think he would be great at it, obviously, but I wish people would go back to using him wherever he goes next year, or if he stays for another year, because I, that's the reason I think, in the Lakers, you know, it's, there's nothing that says, even with him and Paul George, they're going to be, they'd probably be the third best team in the West, and that's not a guaranteed trip to the finals at all, if those two go there. Um, and you got to move, you got to figure out you're going to do with Kuzma and Randall and all that stuff. And then, so yeah, and so that's why I keep thinking Cleveland's a likely scenario. Whether it be just like he signs a one and one, a one year deal with a player option, like he's like he's known to do. Yeah, he can he can always assess the following year. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not on the road of predictions. We have plenty of time to make predictions for that. But in those four scenarios, neither of them are lovely situations that he just falls in and everything's okay. You know, Mi- no. Miami was a situation where it was like, it's all coming together, this makes sense, we can make it work. If he wants to go back there, I'm cool with that. I have no issues with that at all. He's not going back to Miami. I know, but how awesome would that be if all of a sudden, like, the NWO gets back together? The the beaten up NWO? Well, not Chris Bosh, obviously, but... Or, or Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah, he'd still be on the team. Yeah, at the bottom of the bench someplace. It would be like, Goran Dragic... Josh Richardson and LeBron James. Yeah, that, that just makes me sad. Let's not talk about that ever again. For life. Hey, no. to be fair, Goran Dragic is better than any point guard he had this year. That's that's true. Except that's, for himself. Except for himself, exactly. Yeah. All right, man, let's talk about some coaching searches before we get to like some other stuff going on, obviously, because we're going to be talking about free agency for months now and draft talk, obviously. Um so the Pistons are having a pretty interesting coaching search right now, which a lot of people seem to think that was a landing spot for Dwayne Casey. He has interviewed for the position. And also, um, uh, there may be some few, few interesting names there. What was this? Uh, what the hell? Like John, ba- John Beeline. Yeah, John Beeline, the Michigan Wolverines basketball coach, whose team was just in the national championship, has also interviewed for the Detroit Pistons. Now, I tell you, I know a lot of people don't seem to like this college basketball coach goes to the NBA thing. Um, except for Brad Stevens and Billy Donovan's done okay in Oklahoma City. <coughs> but 
I think that John John Beeline would be a great NBA coach, honestly. I know he's 70, and, you know, I know that's going to uh, – but I think he's a guy that's done – I mean, Sean, what did you know about the Michigan program besides the Fab Five for these these uh these runs they've had in the tournament these past five or six years? You know, uh, that that's it. Exactly. That's it. This guy has made them relevant. He has brought them to the top to being a, a – he has made Michigan a little bit more successful in basketball than they've been in football. Which is crazy. Yeah, which is awesome because they suck at football. But, <laughs> yeah. So there's the Raptors coach search there. I mean, not the, Rap- not the Raptors, the um, Pistons there. The Raptors have had some names in, the, in their coaching search as well um, that have kind of stood out. We thought that was for sure going to be a hot commodity, but it hasn't been. Uh, Sarunas Jeskavusius has been the most recent one. Anyone know his name? Nope, me neither. Um, Hoping you pronounce that right. Yeah, I hope so too. So when he hears this, because we're the top listening NBA podcast in the world, he's not mad at me, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I saw Joe Prunty is going to uh, got an assistant coaching job somewhere. Um, so he's not going to be a guidance counselor anywhere. <laughs> That's great. That is great. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Raptors are totally just beating around the bush. Let's just do it, Toronto. Come on, Ujiri. Just hire Jerry Stackhouse. You know you wanna. You got him on your G League team. He's been really successful there. We've heard for two, three years now that he's the next guy in line to come and get that job, to get an NBA coaching job. Just give him a shot. I agree with that. I, I like that. Kind of the, you know, why the hell not? Sign a three-year deal. If you can win three years, great. If not, you move on. That's how I, that's how I felt about uh, the Bulls signing Vinny Del Negro about ten years ago. That's how we all felt about that. Yeah, he ended up leaving the team. I think he was 500, exactly, like, at the end of his, his run with the Bulls, which is really weird. Yeah, and then Scott Skiles, what was he, like, right under? Yeah, Scott Scott was one of those guys who, he's another, like, kind of Tom Thibodeau sort of coach who just kind of grades at players, and he's old school, and he's gritty, and, I mean, it's the way he played. I mean, it, that's, you know, that's why... He, but Scott Skiles is not a, a relevant NBA coach anymore. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Vinny Del Rigo was, in fact, 82 and 82. Yeah, it's incredible. And, yeah, and he went to the playoffs twice. Yeah, he got to the play. He was never good. He was never, like, terrible. But he was just, you know, it was, I mean, he 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 did the fast-paced offense stuff, and he gave Derrick Rose his, his first shot, and he did well with him. But, uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau came in and shaped that team and also ruined it. Yeah, so Scott Skiles is actually fairly decent. Uh, minus the first year, the first year was a they were he was nineteen and forty seven because that was the lockout year. Yeah, and then forty seven and thirty five had a five hundred year, forty nine thirty three. But then the 08 years when he got fired, twenty five games in, he was nine and sixteen on Christmas Eve. Yep, never forget. <laughs> Speaking of the Bulls, are you convinced yet? Do you believe my theory? That with all the stuff that's going on, all the all the preparations, all the videos, all the interviews, all the reports, that Mo Bamba would be playing next to Laurie Markkinen next year? I sure hope so. I think he would be a perfect fit for that team. But I have this feeling they're going to screw it up. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know, though. I, there's, there's so many interesting prospects this year. Uh, Mo Bamba would obviously probably be the best one, but they're going to have to trade up to get him. And honestly, actually, I don't think point, so. I think he's. He, I think that's seven spots. Of, like, you know, if you look at mock drafts, he's kind of going in that area. 
Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I really wish I'm, I'm going to say this and he's one of my favorite players, but I'm going to go ahead and say this and I'm going to throw him under the bus. I kind of want the Bulls to like do like a sign and trade with Zach Levine and get rid of him because I just don't, I don't know. I don't really think that he fits this program anymore. Um, I actually disagree with that. I think you that disagree with that. I do because I think if you get, you know, let's say you get Bamba, you have Markinen, you have Levine. It's a pretty damn good trio to lead you to the future. It is, but they're also going to have another pick towards the 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 end of the first round. Yeah, as but well. that's, that's like bench spots. You know, that's it. It could be. It might not be though. I mean, we're they're in a they're in a not a win now mode right now. They are. It's going to be a long process before the Bulls get back to the playoffs. And I just don't think overpaying Zach Levine is going to help them for any stretch because if Laurie Markkinen continues to improve his game, he's going to be a max player guy. See, I think 2019-2020 the Bulls are going to be good. You think that that early? Well, they're going to have a ton of money going into that free agency, and they've already said that's the free agency they plan on making their move. That's the free agency that has Jimmy Butler's back out there. Clay Thompson's going to be out there. Kyrie Irving's going to be out there. Not to say that they'll sign any of those guys, but that's just a list no, of guys that can be they out there. Will, they will. They will one hundred percent not sign any of the guys you just mentioned. <laughs> LeBron James, if he signs that one and one, we're talking about with Cleveland. Nope. nope. Don't don't tease me like this anymore, Tim. I've I've already been heartbroken. Dude, once. there's already talks and discussions that Jimmy Butler will go back to Chicago. But I don't even want him back. He's going to be old and broken then. No, he's not. He's a year older. He's gonna he's he's gonna be old and broken. He was just, he was just thirteen All NBA. I don't know. I just don't I don't trust him at this point. Okay, first things first. I okay. We can't talk about ages in the league anymore, and like that being a deciding factor because Chris Paul, LeBron James are also are still having really good careers. They are superhuman, though. I know. I know. I know. Dwayne I, Wade isn't, and he's one of the greatest shooting guards of all time. His he's he's washed. So, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know. The, he, comparing two people to an entire, I mean, how many people from that draft class are still super successful right now? Um, Let's see, who's all still playing from that draft class? Those two, obviously, Carmelo, which you can go here I mean, or there. I mean, obviously Wayne. Kirk Heinrich, but. <laughs> Kyle Korver, David West, they're in the finals. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, right. <laughs> David West had a three in game two. One more than Kyle Korver. But Yeah, no shit. Oof. God, their shooting guard's been atrocious in this series. So bad. I don't I don't understand not playing Korver right now. Because he's so good at coming off of screens. Like I just feel like if I I would honestly play him before I played JR right now. I've told you this. I texted you this the other night. I re- I think the Cavs really need to go into a situation. Where they go, where their starting lineup is going to be going to look like Hill, Corver, LeBron, Love, Nance, because that's their energy, that is their most upside, that is all shooters besides Larry Nance, um, and you know, the, and against the Warriors, you're not going to be able to bash them shot for shot, but that's their most length besides Tristan Thompson, which he's gone back to being his normal meh self. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, he had a pretty decent game the other night. He was eleven and five. 
I think they'll take that from him in a series like this. Yeah. When he's not getting ejected in the last minute for dumb things. <laughs> yep. Corver played 17 minutes in Game 2 and scored one point. Yeah. And then, but it was Game 2, man. Yeah, and then... The, the Steph Curry show. Yeah. Trust me, that, I remember. That, that, that bum Steph Curry. God. If he wasn't such a good shooter, he'd be on the bench. You're Don't act like that's not true. <laughs> I want to get that quote on a poster. Dude. All right, seriously. Other than shooting and his okay rebounding, what else does he bring to the table? He's not super athletic. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. He's good at what he does, and he wins games. So I mean, that's he's know. a he's a knee injury away from being Penny Hardaway. He is. He is, and I feel like that's probably. I know it's sad to say in his future because he's just so. I don't know. Smaller than everybody, and he takes so many bumps. And on top of that, his injury history recently has been not so great. You would think that he wouldn't take bumps with the way the Cavs just let him walk in the lane like he's God. <laughs> oh my Maybe God. Maybe they're just so enamored by his shooting. They must be because he'll like get past the first guy at the at the uh, at the perimeter, and it's like he's just like standing by the basket like it's nothing. Like Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love are just like, all right, that's cool. Hey, you know, I Pro- props to him for doing the right thing, and and no props to Cleveland for you know not stopping him. But they let me tell you, they did try, they did try. Yeah, that's so all you can do. Th- those 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 shots were dumb. They were so dumb. Those were bad shots. Any coach in high school would kick out any player for taking any of the shots he does. But he takes them because he makes them. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he's not great. I'm not saying that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer because you think with two MVPs and two championships, he's already written he's, that. He is 100% already a Hall of Famer. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's just a shame that his brother couldn't have half the talent he does. He's serviceable. He's not great by any stretch, though. Yeah. That'd be the greatest thing ever if Cleveland signed Seth Curry to be off their bench one year. If, like, this was still going. Oh, God, I don't want it to. I just don't want it to. I'm like Alex. I'm I'm kind of burned out. Dude, the world is burned out. Everyone's burned out. So what about Clay Thompson? Let's talk about Clay. Yeah, speaking of, you know, these, these Golden State shooters, um... So apparently Clay Thompson said he will not sign an extension this summer. He will wait till twenty the twenty nineteen offseason. So Sean, that means that Clay Thompson is gonna see what his other options are. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I know you think this is the end. The end of of I said it's possible. I didn't guarantee it. I, I think it's I think it's Because sixty sixty forty that he leaves. Yeah, because in this case, Kevin Durant last year took a pay cut so they would sign back Eagle Doll and Livingston. Yeah. This year he's basically come out and said and you know mentioned and flat up and like I'm not going to take a pay cut this year. So they're going to pay Kevin Durant to keep him obviously. There's no way they let him out the door without a big contract. No, and and you have to lock Kevin Durant oh, down for because sure. he is the he is the second best player in the NBA right now. And uh yeah, you don't let him go. But I think I think leaving Golden State. I know this is going to sound terrible, but I think leaving Golden State could really, really open up Clay Thompson's game someplace else. Yeah, like Chicago. Really show up, like, I, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I would, I would love that to happen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all this I'm, shit I, I talked about Clay Thompson. All of a sudden, I'd be like, he's a great guy. He's a wonderful shooter. I, 
I, I love Clay Thompson's game. I just think he, he gets overshadowed by everyone else on the team. And I, I feel like sometimes he's just forgotten. And he has these games sometimes where he just catches fire. Yeah. And it's just like, and I, I want to see him be a number one option on a team. I just want to see how he'll handle it. I don't know if he's going to handle it the same way James Harden is, has recently been handling it. Oh, I'll get tired but... really fast. <laughs> Anyways, no, like winning MVP, uh, uh, James Harden, like that that kind of James Harden. Like I want to see, I want to see if he's that type of player because I don't think we really know whether he's able to to carry a team or not. Not, I'm not saying carry a team in the playoffs. I mean just carry a team in general. Yeah, I mean, if you did, like, if you right now had to do your top, let's say top 15 NBA players. Okay. Clay Thompson's on the list, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. He I might mean, be even be top 10. Yeah, I mean, can would you say he's the best shooting guard in, the, in basketball right now? Right now, yes. I would I would say so. And he's, um, he's, actually, I would probably still put Harden over him, but it'd be close. Because, yeah, Harden's such a hybrid, though. I don't know. Um... I, I Clay Thompson's defense is phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. So, so he's really kind of the whole package. So I would I I'm going to give it to Clay just because once again when you're talking about someone who can do a little bit of everything, it's great. Harden is primarily a scorer and a ball handler. Not a good one, but um what do you mean he dribbles for 19 seconds and then makes a decision? <laughs> Last year I don't think he was bad. As a distributor. He wasn't terrible. This year, uh, no. I mean, when Chris Paul's been out, he's not been that great uh, in that in that sense. But, yeah, look uh, at he's, Game 6 he's still and been 7 great. of the Western Conference yeah. Finals. Exactly, exactly. Where Chris so, Paul doesn't get hurt. Where you're not tired and burnt out of the NBA Finals right now. We're, we're having completely different conversations if Chris Paul isn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But, but here we are talking about him only taking the max and possibly going to Cleveland. So, think about this. You know how, like, everyone shits on Durant for going to a team that he was up 3-1 on, and then they lost the series? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say the Rockets and the War- and the Rockets and the Cavs played in the finals. The Rockets won, and LeBron signed with Chris Paul. What, I mean, with the, Ro- with the Rockets that played with Chris Paul and James Harden, what would the narrative be then? It would be the same. Right. It would be exactly the same. Every, every LeBron hater would have more fuel. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would be... It would be... Another reason I need him to stay, so I don't have to fucking hear that shit about, like, he jumps team to team, and he does... And I'm like, you don't know the team he plays with. Jose Calderon's his best point guard, and he doesn't even see the floor. I mean, I I think it is in best... And if we were talking about right now, I think it's in his best interest to leave at this point. Oh, yeah. Because uh, him carrying that, that sack of garbage that he's carrying right now, I mean, and he's... We just we don't talk about how old he is that often, and how much we expect and take take for granted his greatness. And it's like, well, he scored fifty one points in that game the other day, and then everyone's coming out like, well, Kobe Bryant scored right ten, 10 50 point games in two thousand six and two thousand seven. It's like, yeah, but he didn't get his team to the finals then, right? And how many assists did Kobe have in those fifty point games? It d- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's the best, Tim. God. When I did um when I did Wise Guys, one of the guys in there tried to tell me that he thought that Kobe was had a better career than LeBron, and that just needs to stop right now. No, <laughs> that no, just no, needs no. to end. I mean, Co- Kobe has had a fantastic career. Right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever take it away from Kobe. He's one of my favorite basketball. Oh, for players. sure. 
He is old school, cutthroats. Uh, did what he had to do to win. He got five rings. Um, but it's which, like you and I talked about. Like everyone seems to talk about, like Kobe Bryant's the guy of the two thousands. But I totally yeah, think but, it's Tim Duncan. I yeah. I mean, it can it can be it could go either way. It could go either for way. sure. Could go either way. There's definitely conversation there. But but you know, saying that his his career has LeBron's had to go through a lot more. Yeah. And and I think another thing people kind of take for granted right now is the NBA is really good right now. There's a lot of good players out there now. For sure. There there's even the bad teams have some really good players. So I I don't know. He's going up against a lot and a lot of them play the 3. So he's having to guard them and you know, even if they don't play the three, he's ha- he's having to guard the best player on on any team and score you know a bunch of points every night. So, you know, it's it and it's not that it's it's not taking a toll on him. Yeah, he's still giving it everything he's got and he's impressive. It's just sometimes he doesn't win. Whereas Kobe had Shaq and you know Kobe got Pau Gasol and you know I mean it's wait 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 you mean to tell me that Kobe did not win those last two titles by himself? No, I mean he was he was amazing. Yeah, he was, but so was Ron Artest in that Celtics series they won. He was, he was. I completely agree. And that that last game in the Celtics series, mm-hmm. uh, Ron Artest won that, and it was it was arguably the the greatest game of his career. So, you know, and it is what it is. And but without Pau Gasol, though, you don't get that far. I agree. So so let's end the show on this. Talking about LeBron as much as we have on accident. That was not the game plan of this week's show. Um, it has announced today that the 20th anniversary of NBA 2K19, the collector's edition, will in fact have LeBron James on the cover. Um, looks like yesterday there was some stuff that leaked with some promo work with LeBron in a Cavs jersey. Oh man, too soon on that one, are we? Um, so there's going to be the stand-ups in GameStop. But then the cover comes out today with the photo of the cover where it is just LeBron from the neck up. So I went, oh, okay, 2K. I see what you're doing there. Smart smart move this year. <laughs> yes, very smart move. So, one, are we cool with the cover? I think so. I think he's completely deserving, especially for the 20th anniversary. It, Only his second cover. Yeah, which is, so who's... Wow. Who's all been on two covers now of 2K? Iverson, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, Jack. and Michael Jordan? Yep. Jordan's been on three, because they did the one year was Jordan, Magic, and Bird. You could choose your cover. Yes. So, okay. So, I'm excited for it. It's the 20th anniversary of the game. You and I are frequent 2K players, I know. So, um, are, what, what do you think about it? Are you excited to see him on the cover for the 20th the collector's edition that I've already pre-ordered? Don't judge me. I honestly, uh, I honestly would, uh, you already pre-ordered it? Yeah, dude, I didn't waste time. I didn't know if I was going to sell it or not. It's not going to sell out. It's 2K, Tim. 2K is still the top-selling video game besides Madden and sports every year, Sean. But they always have, they have plenty of copies for everyone, Tim. Well, yeah, I know, Sean, but I want to make sure I have my spot in line, all right? Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough for something that comes out in September. Yeah, I just put 25 bucks on it, so I don't have to pay much more when it comes out for 100 bucks. That's true, that's true. Uh, yeah, I think I think him being on the cover makes more sense this year than any year. Yeah. Um, uh, whether he stays or goes, I think the narrative is going to be LeBron versus the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's getting louder and louder as time goes on. And I think him, uh, you know, I, I would like some good LeBron modes in these games though. Yeah. Le- I want to, I want to, I want to go through some, 
some LeBron games. The way they did the Jordan Challenge. I know they did some LeBron challenges a couple years ago, but I, I think they need to revolve some, some serious modes around LeBron. I agree. So for the so the actual standard edition, you know, there's a different cover every year. Yeah. So you got to think your candidates are probably Steph, um, Steph Harden, Anthony Davis probably, and probably LeBron. So yeah. of those four, where do you think it'll go? It'll probably be, watch, we're, we're talking about this will be like Clay Thompson. I, you know, I, 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 wouldn't, know. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, actually. I, I don't I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going LeBron. I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So with that being said, we're gonna go and wrap up this week's edition of 48 minutes. Uh, real quick, actually, before we do game three, you're picking the Cavs still. Uh, yes, 100. percent All right, so that was our game. That was our game three preview right there. Um, maybe I, maybe Kendrick Perkins pisses off another Warrior. I don't know. Um, I hope so. Yeah, but I'm sticking with the Warriors are going to sweep. Unfortunately, as much as I don't want them to. Uh, so we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the show. Hopefully by this time next week the finals are still going on and it's not all over. As in like the Warriors winning four or five. Please God, but that's probably what's going to happen. We, we will be doing a reaction immediately anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So we got you covered, guys. Exactly. So be sure to check us out, 48 Minutes Network on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Five-star reviews are really nice. You know, we really appreciate them. The best, them. actually. The greatest. They're the best. So on behalf of Sean, on behalf of Alex, this is 48 Minutes. Everyone have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the finals.